Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause, where we talk about this time of life, mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen. Each week, I'm joined by top professionals dropping their tips and advice. Remember, episodes drop every Tuesday. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. And if you like this podcast, please rate and review it. Thank you, because this helps others to find the show. You can check out our website, find out which episodes are coming up, and get the latest blog and advice by going to my website, thrivethroughmenopause.com, and get ready to thrive, not just survive, through perimenopause and beyond. Welcome, lovely listeners, to this week's episode of Thriving Through Menopause with me, Clarissa. I have got a treat for you today because we're going to be talking about how you can manage your menopause naturally. And I'm delighted that my guest this week is Marion Stewart. Welcome to the show, Marion. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Many of you may know of Marion and her work. She is a renowned women's healthcare expert, rarely focused on areas like PMS and perimenopause. She's written 28 books, if I'm correct, Marion, now. (laughs) (laughs) And your latest book is Manage Your Menopause Naturally. Yes, that's my first American book, actually, because I'm now, although I'm from London, I'm now living in America. So that was really thrilling for me to have that published here. And it's given me a platform in the US to help women understand that they can go through this transition relatively painlessly. And in fact, yesterday I was doing recording um, a mini series for PBS and their health channel for TV, which is going to start in World Menopause Awareness Month um, this year. And then we've got a bigger series coming next year. So very, it's very exciting. There's a, there's a lot of good information out there for women now and hoorah you know at last because we've just been in the dark ages for too long and it didn't matter when you weren't living much past 50 100 years or so ago but now when many of us are going to make it to the age of the queen then we need to make sure that we're in good shape and that we don't wither because our surveys show that 96 percent of women are unprepared for menopause and two-thirds of them feel robbed of life as they knew it. And so often women give up. They think there's nothing left for them when they get to midlife. But actually, I can tell you, having helped women for nearly 30 years manage their menopause naturally, that when they have what I call a midlife refuel, and I'll explain more about that a bit later on, they go from feeling like a shadow of their former self to literally the best version of themselves, turbocharged and able to do anything they choose to do in their lives. And that's our mission, to help women to just reinvent themselves and just and just feel they can use their wisdom and they can get up in the morning and feel empowered and feel like they're normal, kind of sexy, energetic self again rather than this strange alien that looks at them in the mirror. Absolutely. And I, and I love that because... That's really shifting the narrative. Even though you've been saying it for 30 years, I think we've gone through this putting up with things, haven't we? And saying, well, this is just part of being a woman. I have to put up and shut up. And often being told that as well by the professionals. And that's still happening, sadly, in many places, that women will turn up to the clinicians and be told, well, this is it. You're 45, 50, you know, suck it up. 
I know. And I mean, I couldn't believe it. The Mayo Clinic survey in the US on doctors and gynecologists showed that only 7% of them feel adequately educated to help women going through menopause. You know, what is it all about? And how, you know, how come? Why are we allowing women to get bowled over by their hormones in their 40s and early 50s? And the surveys show that one in four women are leaving the workplace. Well, Forbes says it costs $810 billion globally each year due to lost productivity associated with menopause. I mean, I, you know, companies are starting to wake up and realize because we're asking women to work for longer, we need to be able to support them and facilitate them so that they can actually have this midlife refuel and get turbocharged so that they can carry on being <laughs> wise and productive in the workplace. Exactly. And I think it's also, as you said, we are going to live 30, 40, maybe even 50 years on the other side of our menopause. And, and it makes so much of a difference how we go through this life transition now. Yes, very much so. And I, yeah. I think that too many women, as you say, we're not being educated, just toe the party line and think, well, what can I expect? I remember I had a patient came into my clinic when I was in London, Harley Street, and she told me all her woes and how terrible she was feeling. And she said, well, what can I expect? Because I'm 47. And I just looked at her. I was actually 49 at the time. And I looked at her and I thought, I said, well, you can expect a great deal more than that. Do you know, you can't just accept that this is your lot because you can feel better. Exactly. And I think even if you do feel better somewhere 10 years down the line or whatever, where, you know, by the time we're really fully through this whole transition, that's a long time to wait, to live eight, 10 years feeling appalling. Well, you're not necessarily going to feel better. That's the other thing, because no. I remember being in the foyer at Menopause the Musical in, in um, Perth in Australia, and I was signing books, and there was several nights in a row, people filing past me, and I heard them saying, been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. Well, menopause is actually only one day. It's the anniversary of your last period, and for the rest of your mm-hmm. life, you're going to be postmenopausal. So I have patients in their 70s and even 80s who are still having hot flushes and night sweats. And things get worse as you get older. If you don't learn to meet your needs, you're much more, after menopause, you're much more predisposed to things like osteoporosis, the bone thinning disease, that can be a killer. Heart disease can actually wipe you out as well. 50% of women die from their first heart attack and they're more predisposed to it than men after menopause. And then you've also got dementia, which just completely robs you of life as you knew it. And all of those things can be prevented And that's really why it's important. It's not just it's a nice idea to sort out your perimenopause symptoms or stop your hot flushes and night sweats. It's really, really vital that you learn to meet your needs so that you can keep your body going in a really good way and have quality existence rather than falling apart. I agree. And I think the the myth that women somehow lived longer than men is now breaking down because, in fact, if anything, men's health has improved far more than women's has because they don't drink as much and smoke as much and do risky jobs, which is why they popped off, you know, at 60, 65. But now the gap is closed and women's quality of life as they age is appalling at the moment. I mean, we are, as you said, a high percentage of these very serious diseases. And I'd throw rheumatoid arthritis in there, which I understand is almost 70% female. I know. But the thing is, when you think about it, because I helped women with PMS and so on in the early days. So younger women are 
having babies, they're breastfeeding, they're giving out. And so a lot of women get PMS. And what that essentially is, is low levels of nutrients. So we did five studies in the early days, and we found that very often things like magnesium, B vitamins, essential fatty acids, calcium, vitamin D, and so on and so on, all in short supply. And therefore, it's impossible for your brain chemistry and your hormones to function normally. And then when you get to the age of 35, your bone mass reaches its peak. Not many people know that. And then it's downhill after that, unless you know how to meet your needs. So as you're in your 40s, you're becoming more nutritionally deficient. And the research now shows that billions of women have got nutritional deficiencies. So by the time you reach menopause, you're really firing on two cylinders instead of four. You're a bit like a bucket with a hole in it. And it's really impossible to feel energetic or uh, clear thinking or sleep well or feel sexy and not feel achy and old unless you learn how to put back into your body what time and nature has taken out. And that doesn't account for the fact that your ovaries are then retiring. And as they retire, you've got empty receptor sites in your cells where the estrogen was before and no longer is. And so unless you actually replace that with naturally occurring estrogen or estrogen and fool the brain because the molecule looks so similar, you can fool the brain into thinking that you've got normal circulating hormone levels. If you leave it empty, then you're going to be a sitting duck environmentally because you've got all these ghastly environmental estrogens, yes. which are yes. carcinogenic. They can cause an increased risk of breast cancer. So you yes. definitely, if there was a race between Mother Nature's estrogen, HRT, and the environmental estrogen, Mother Nature, in her wisdom, makes sure she jumps into the receptor site first, seals it yes. off, and protects us. And yes. so by having this refuel and learning how to meet your needs, it's completely life-changing. The research shows that you can uh, improve your short and long-term memory, your cognitive function, you can get lubricated in your vagina again, your skin, hair, and nails change, you you can sleep peacefully, the hot flushes and night sweats go, you know, who wouldn't want all that when you get to that age? Well, I don't think anyone wouldn't want that. But, you know, I think this is, I think women are not aware of the fact that they can do this naturally. I think we're now sold a very clear narrative that it's HRT or practically nothing with some sort of reference to diet along the way. But I love that you're really coming in and saying Mother Nature already does that because. Prior to medication, even women did live longer, but they didn't live for other reasons. Then those who did must have been able to have used Mother Nature in some way. Yes, I well, they did. But I mean, going back again, they weren't living that long, so it didn't really matter. No, but now when no. the research so clearly shows that you can create new bone cells, you can protect your brain, you can protect your heart. And you can annihilate your symptoms. And some women do take HRT. They choose to take it. It doesn't suit everyone. And our survey on 1,100 women found that the ones who took HRT, which was, I think, 42% were prescribed HRT, the ones who took it, 61% of them came off because of adverse side effects. So it doesn't suit everybody. And even if it did suit you, it's still not going to correct nutritional deficiencies. It's not going to give you a change of lifestyle and make you aware that exercise is going to speed up your metabolism and help you lose that belly fat. Do you know it's going to help you oxygenate your brain so you can be more clear thinking? 
and it's going to help your joints because you're going to, if you don't use them, you'll lose it. And that's, you know, all those things, just simple little things. Even if you're just dancing to your favorite music, it doesn't have to be running a marathon, but just finding what works for you that's actually going to make you feel good again. Yes. And, I, and as you said, it's it's finding what's for you. So let's turn a little bit about maybe some of the key symptoms that you see women are presenting themselves with in your clinics? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I'd say that a lot of women have symptoms at this stage, especially in perimenopause, that they don't even really associate with menopause. So for example, Julie in my team, she tells the story of the fact that when she came to work with me, she couldn't sleep for more than two hours in a stretch. And she hadn't slept properly for two years. And she didn't realize it was perimenopause. She just thought she was getting old. And equally, some people get panic attacks and palpitations or brain fog. They think they may have early dementia. <clears throat> so all of those things, they don't particularly associate with menopause. There are these changes going on in your 40s, and we need to look out for them. If you have PMS in your 30s and early 40s, then that PMS might get worse as you get older. So it feels like you've got PMS for more days a month, mm -hmm. and there's no let up. But that's actually perimenopause kicking in. You know, so we just need to be mindful. There are loads of different symptoms. So when you start yes. feeling less than brilliant, you need to think about, okay, do I need to start this refuel? And it's never too late to start it either. You know, if you've missed the boat and you're now in your late 50s and early 60s or whatever, or even 70s, you can still start your refuel and feel so much better. Even in, uh, so my menopause program was a five-month program. But when I made a few films for Facebook four years ago, which were really rubbish quality films that I made on my phone, over a million women saw them within 12 weeks. And I was literally inundated with suffering. And it upset me so much, I thought, I can't possibly see them in my clinics with my team. No, so we, we took no. the science from the five-month program and we put it into six bite-sized modules and we set up the six-week course which at the time we thought would just empower women with knowledge, but actually it turned out to turn women's lives around and really completely take them through an amazing transformation. So these days it's tech enabled and women can mm -hmm. uh, access that from anywhere because it's all virtual um, and they can get real help. And equally, there's lots of self-help information like the information in my book. And incidentally, the first six chapters in there are the, um, the key things from the yeah. six-week course so people can go yes. through the course themselves if they're suffering mildly to moderately then they don't really need mm. help and support but if obviously if you are feel like you've been bowled over by your hormones then you do probably need some help and the women who come on our program they fill in a a, a long questionnaire and diet diary so we know everything about them and it's it's like giving them yeah. a five thousand mile service bit like taking your car in and having it completely overhauled so that because this is um it's a change in your life I think when you get to midlife you're yes. at a crossroads and you're mm -hmm. either just going to go downhill and fall apart which many women do because they don't know any better or you're going to get empowered with information and knowledge and maybe get some support and get yourself back into the fast lane a bit like a racing car going into the pit during a Formula One race, you know, it gets tweaked and then it's back on track on the fast lane turbocharged. And that's what happens to the women who go through our program. That's wonderful. I mean, six weeks, if you think about what that is in the entirety of your life, it's 
minute, you know, and yet here you are demonstrating that women can really turbocharge their lives and go forward. And that's phenomenal. Marion, diet lies at the heart of the work you do. Tell me a little bit more about the the diet, uh, the role of um, different dietary components, and of course, phytoestrogens. Yes, so diet is one, there's actually five parts to our program, but diet's the first one. So the first thing we're doing is teaching women how to meet their nutritional needs. Because as I said before, billions of women have got nutritional deficiencies. The deficiencies actually very often show up on your skin, hair and nails. So not only maybe you're feeling tired and achy, but also you may have cracking at the side of your mouth. You may have red patches at the side of your nose. Your hair might be split and brittle or getting thinner. Your nails might be ridgy and breaking. All those things, pimples on your upper arms and thighs. So all of those things mean something. So in the my latest book on, um, I think it's chapter two, I'm dealing with nutritional deficiencies and, and teaching women how to correct them. So that's the very first fundamental thing, because you're going nowhere if you're running on economy mode, which is what most women are. You've got, it's a bit like trying to build a hotel on marshland. You know, you've got to really (laughs) get yourself back into good shape. So that's the first thing. Second thing is consuming, as you said, the phytoestrogens, Mother Nature's estrogens. So the molecule looks very similar to estradiol under the microscope. And that's how come you can fool the brain into thinking that you've got normal circulating levels. So again, chapter three that I focus on that and the foods rich in that. And the receptor sites don't stay full for very long. So you need to top up little and often. So when you get up in the morning, your receptor sites are empty. So you need to have some phytoestrogens for breakfast. So having, for example, some soy milk, some flax seeds with your fruit and your cereal, That would be a good thing. Having a salad maybe at lunchtime with some edamame beans or more flax seeds, that's a good thing. Do you know, kind of threading it through the day, you don't need that much. You don't have to make radical changes to your diet and eat tofu kebabs every night. But, um, you know, you can eat, you can have a normal diet, but you just need to be mindful that you need to get about 100 milligrams of isoflavones a day little and often throughout the day and the evening. And then there are, the third part of the program is taking science-based supplements because there are supplements that have been through properly conducted clinical trials that have been shown to be safe and effective. And equally, there are so many more supplements in pretty packs and pots that don't even contain what they say (laughs) on the label. So we're very particular. So in the next chapter four is all about the supplements and, and naming them according to your symptom set. So there are, you know, some supplements are better at dealing with hot flushes, others are better at dealing with anxiety or sleep or, you know, whatever it happens to be, aching joints. Yes. And so that's the the next part. And then the next bit is exercise, making sure that you're moving and you're getting, you're oxygenating your brain Mm. and you're speeding up your metabolism um, and making yourself feel good. And then finally, formal relaxation, because... The research shows if you do formal relaxation, which is sometimes difficult, we can't switch off, but there are apps and all sorts of things that can help us to get into a really deeply relaxed state for at least 20 minutes a day, maybe a bit longer. And that has been shown to reduce hot flushes and night sweats by 50 to 60%. So all of those things together, you know, they're just the the main things, but there are other things (laughs) as well to keep our bones strong and the heart healthy and 
um, our brain in good shape, but you can do all of that. And so anyone who's listening to this who thought it was all over, um, you know, in or out of the bedroom, because the first study I ever read on the natural menopause was about a group of women in Australia who um, at Monash University, this study was done, but they Mm. were given flax seeds, red clover and soy and they were able to bring about a similar change in the lining of the vagina as they would have expected to see in women taking hormone replacement therapy. So that was when I kind wow. of pricked up my ears and I thought, well, you know, and I started reading and there were more publications. Yes. And that's when we kind of tweaked our PMS program and turned it into a menopause program as well. That That's phenomenal, because if you think about what you're saying there, I mean, that is obviously diet is is the such a central part. But as you said, exercise and Really moving, I think moving first, wouldn't you say, Marion? And then after that, if you go to weight-bearing exercises, resistance exercises, which have become incredibly popular today, but I think just to get women to move um, feels to me like the first step. I know, but the tricky thing is if you're running on empty and you've got low levels of nutrients and you're out of steam in terms of estrogen, you know, it's going to be hard to get out of bed. And some women just curl up in a ball yeah. and just can't function. And so saying to them, go and exercise, well, that sounds fine, but you know they don't yeah. have the energy, which is why yeah. you need to do all the things yes. together in parallel. Because as yes. you have this yes. refuel, and it doesn't take that long, you suddenly get energy back again. You know, you get the stamina yes. back and you start to sleep better and you start to feel more, um, mm. your brain starts to function. And so it becomes easier to start moving and and sort of getting out the house if you can, if the weather's good enough to exercise in the open air. So you've got the elements as well. Yes, definitely. And I can see that because so many women that I meet are so tired. Fatigue is is one of the things they talk so much about. I'm exhausted. I have no energy. And then you're right, although the emphasis now is on, you know, pumping huge weights, if you are tired, if you're just, as you said, nutrient deficient, really, you're never going to, you're never going to feel motivated enough to go to the gym, let alone do anything. Absolutely. But the other thing that we have to bear in mind as well, especially at the moment is with so much stress in the world and all these difficult situations to deal with, that, that elevates our cortisol, our stress hormone. And when you've got high cortisol, you can get symptoms that mimic menopause. So you can get fatigue, yes. you can get brain fog, yes. depression, okay. belly fat, insomnia, all that kind of thing. So, yeah. And if you go and try and – I was talking to somebody the other day and she said, oh, I've been trying to exercise and do – my instinct was to do more aerobic exercise. But actually, if you've got high cortisol, it can make it worse. So, which is why I said, finding what works for you, because we're all going through this in an individual way. We've all got different stuff going on in our lives that we're dealing with. And so it's finding what's going to work for you now. And then in a few weeks time, what might work for you when you're starting to get that refuel, how we can then transition to the next level of it so that you get the benefit of what the research shows Mm -hmm. works. In, indeed. And I, and I think that's a, a point really well made there, Marion, that it is, we're feeling, I think women are feeling a lot of pressure from social media that they should be doing this and that because that's being put out as the thing to do. But in fact, we are incredibly individual and we need to, to build ourselves back up because, as you said, this kind of started way back in our early 30s or even earlier, we've been 
in this kind of depleted state for so long that we need to put ourselves back up and then from that platform, you know, begin to grow and grow and grow rather than coming in and seeing, you know, lifting, you know, your body weight and you just think, well, I don't know how to do that. I know. And I think the very first thing is giving yourself permission to look after yourself. Because as women, I mean, I had four children, busy advisory service, I wrote all those books. Do you think I had time for myself? No, of course I didn't. It's not until you hit the wall, do you know, something happens to you that you realize that you actually have needs. And if you want to be there to support everybody else, you've actually got to make yourself a priority for a while. So just giving yourself permission to take a few months, you know, get your support network. And everyone, if as long as they know that there's a solution in sight, everyone will rally around and support you. Women aren't having conversations with their partners because they're afraid to open the can of worms. And we've done surveys on men and found that they feel frustrated and rejected and they're scared to have a conversation as well. But, you know, it's just the white elephant in the room. And so you've got it once you know that there's a solution and it's not going to take you that long to feel better when you can share the journey with your family, your partner and your friends, then it's going to be a much better outcome. Absolutely. And I think sadly, it is, as I've seen in my mental health practices, that women completely hit the wall before they're ready to take a step. And that that always really upsets me to see women so broken. Um, uh, And, and thinking that, you know, they have to, then what do I have to do now? Can somebody fix me? And of course, we can't really be fixed, we have to have help to go on a, on a journey to help ourselves, but we have to be willing. And I'd love to see women embrace this natural menopause and this whole knowing that it's there for us earlier and to do that. I mean, how do we now get to that point as opposed to having people we're trying to piece together? Well, I'm, I try to make it easy because, like you, I get very upset. I mean, I, I can think of so many examples, but one example is um, Professor Jo Brewis, who I met at a menopause conference some years ago because she was the – I was in England and she was the co-author of the Government in the Workplace Review on Menopause in – I think it was 2017 or 18. And they did a review of 104 medical papers – over 26 years, which was a great review, mostly focusing on the problem and not the solution. But she told me at that meeting that she thought she was going to leave the workplace or thinking of it because she thought she had early onset dementia. And she was also tired and depressed and she had spots on her face and all sorts of gut issues. And so I said, come on my program. And she did. And instead of leaving the workplace, within eight weeks, she was completely symptom-free. Her, her, she was clear thinking, her skin was clear, her gut was working, her energy was back. And a few months down the line, instead of leaving the workplace, she became head of department at her university. And so it's really important. It makes such a difference for women to have this refuel. And the information is out there. So we have, uh, for example our midlife refuel community. So on my website, people can actually go to the midlife refuel club and join it. We've got an app that we're launching in a few weeks time. There's a TV coming, depending on which area you live in. But there's just, even in the midlife refuel club, I've got literally dozens and dozens of films on different aspects of menopause with tips. There are webinars, Mm. there's downloads, there's all sorts of things. So 
there's free information, there's the book, which you can get on Amazon, yes. Manager Menopause Naturally. And then there's a the six week course for anybody who wants to jump in and actually have some proper handholding and support and be part of a kind of very small community. We only have small groups of women going through and supporting each mm. other, but everyone has an individual help. And it's just such a great thing to do. It's life-changing, yes. honestly. It's, I yes. cannot. Um, and so the mission is to help women all over the world and reach them with this information, which after all is all published in medical papers. You know, I'm not, I'm not yes. making this up. Yeah, and no, we've got no. the medical references no. to support everything because everything <laughs> we do is based on research. It's just horrendous that there are so many well-researched medical papers and yet people are not finding out about them. No, they're not coming to the light of day. I mean, you've just highlighted some to me that I was unaware of. Maybe I have others that 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 I know of, but yes. And I think that's great because that gives a different level of confidence around what you're doing. Um, and I think maybe lets women who rely on the medical community be able and willing to step over and maybe try a natural approach to menopause which they they want to do but are, are, are maybe are not sure how to or concerned because they've been sort of told there's only a clinical solution or nothing i know and even in the uk about 18 months ago there was a study published uh, on female doctors and it said that 90 something percent of them were troubled by their menopause and i think it was 41 percent of them said they were thinking of either leaving the workplace or working less hours because of it oh actually made me weep do you know because yeah. i thought well how why haven't they read the research they're not even able to help themselves let alone other people it doesn't make any yeah. sense yeah indeed i mean we have indeed. literally my team and i over the years <laughs> we've literally helped tens of thousands of people have been through our program and over a million women have read the books. And I get in, I get emails and messages from women on social media all the time saying, read your book, it changed my life. You know, I, I can't thank you enough. And it's just all I've done really is put the research together in, in a kind of usable form so that women can use it and, and put it to good use. And the great thing, Marion, isn't it, which is so fantastic. I mean, it's just fantastic when you say that, like a million women. Just think if that was is a spread around the world. But it's also that once you make those changes, they stay with you for life. You exactly. embed them in your life. Exactly. It's basically you're learning to meet your needs, maybe for the first time in your life. And as you say, you're armed with that knowledge forever. And that's it, it. It makes a massive difference. I mean, if you saw casualties, the number of casualties, like, for example, um, I had one patient who, and I've had more than one in this situation. But this particular one, she was in Australia on uh, holiday and in four weeks, she was admitted to casualty five times by ambulance because they thought she was having a heart attack. And it was actually to do with palpitations and yeah. panic attacks associated with menopause. Do you know, other yep. women who've broken their bones, fractured their hips. Do you know, yes. we lose about 20% of our bone mass at the time of menopause. Yeah. We need yes. to be savvy about that. We need to know there are systems where you can actually create new bone. There's research to show you can do that. Why yes. would you want, and, and osteoporosis can be life-threatening. Some women actually die after hip fracture. Do you know, there's, all, there's so many things we can do to keep ourselves in great shape. Uh, it's just so important that women get the knowledge. 
It is. Marion, I love this conversation because more than anything, it's empowering for women. Yeah. And that's what we want. We want you, listeners, women in your network, in your community, to feel empowered to take control of our own lives. Yes, absolutely. And I think you can't do that without the information. And it's if and Google makes it easy in a way, but it makes it very tricky in other ways because there's so much information out there. So if you've been yes. up all night, you know, you're not sleeping, you're feeling anxious, and you can't concentrate, how on earth are you meant to know which is good science-based information and which is a whole load of hogwash? Because are, there are, you know, there's so basically. much. We were asked once to recommend a product that supposedly contained 39 milligrams of isoflavone. Well, there was an independent analysis shortly after that showing it contained one milligram. You know, there's no, there's no regulation around what people can say about these supplements, and so it's just no. women need to arm themselves with properly researched science-based information, which is going to be safe as well as effective. Exactly. So, Marion, we're going to encourage people to go to your website, which is your name, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, marionstuart.com. Uh, we'll get them there. And it's M A R Y O N S T E W A R T. The Midlife Refuel Club, you can either see that on the homepage or you can just go to marionstuart.com forward slash midlife hyphen refuel. That gets you there. It's free to join and you can get all the information in there. And um, under solutions on the website, there's information about the six-week program. So fantastic! Uh, something there for everybody. And as Marion said, the book is available on Amazon and read it because I'm still sitting here thinking, I'm sure there's more that I could be doing personally, <laughs> even though I was very grateful to the nutritionist and personal trainer I had in perimenopause and a shock for me when I stood on the scales and she went through my diet. She wasn't, she wasn't particularly, she didn't mince her words. She was Australian. She didn't mince her words. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm eternally grateful for the support she gave me. And yeah. But I'm going to be checking out the book, and I highly recommend that you do that too. And especially, Marion, if people, as you said, their symptoms are mild to moderate, then there's so much we can encourage ourselves to do for ourselves. Yeah, and we have live sessions at the Midlife Refuel Club, so people can come and join the live sessions. They can meet me, other experts, get their questions answered. And we're going to be having, um, in 2023, once we launch the TV series, we're going to be having uh, TV Extra as well so people will be able to come to that and it's going to be really exciting fantastic marion thank you for joining me all the way from sunny florida it's been a pleasure and extremely enlightening to talk to you my pleasure it's lovely to spend time with you thank you for listening to thriving through menopause if you like this podcast episode please hop over to my website thrivethroughmenopause.com and rate and review it. And thank you if you do that because it helps others to find the show. Want more news and views on perimenopause and menopause? Then sign up to my weekly newsletter, Heart of Menopause, over on Substack. Thank you once again for listening and see you next week for another guest interview helping you to thrive through menopause.